0: So now having completed three cuts, and I'd say they got progressively better, better, better throughout the year, uh, this is going to be my big lessons that I've learned throughout this year. Before I get too much into it, just wanted to mention uh, when I posted my before and afters, I was pretty stoked to see Tom Venuto actually commented on it. Uh, this was on Facebook, so it was pretty cool that, like, I didn't post it in a public page or anything. It was just my personal page, and he took the time to comment on it and said, you know, you look like a movie star, and left some more encouraging words, and it just meant meant the world to me for those who listen to me they know that he was one of the ones that really led about 10 years ago or so to me finally learning how to make changes in my body so yeah that was pretty cool so looking back at the start of the year compared to where i am now i wound up losing about 32 ish pounds I started the year at a little over 172 pounds and, and ended it around, well, around 140. Uh, my lowest I got to during my peak week was 138. So, but I mean, that's, those numbers are often a little skewed. but um, But what I did was I looked back at where I was at that point. I listened to all my podcasts, read my journals and tried to see where I was at the start and and how I sort of progressed along the way. And I started out the year in not great condition, obviously, and I was frustrated. I was frustrated by 2020 and how it was a start and stop year. I just couldn't seem to get momentum behind me. Uh, I remember at one point that I was without a gym for about, Five, four or five months. Um, that was during 2020, and then you know, I I did lose a little bit of weight before my wedding. But come New Year, it just um, caught up with me again, and I was I was out of shape, and I really wanted to. I I remember making this this goal at the start of the year. I'm like, I just want to end the year in good condition and I basically I wanted to regain my confidence I wanted to my my confidence and my ability to change my body because that had always been a big thing in my life I'd always had this belief that whatever I want my body to look like obviously to an extent um, but, but it's within my power to change it and I think I I think I lost confidence in that uh, but I was I was definitely highly motivated. That's for sure. And I, I began the right way. I began logging my diet. I began wanting to actually jumpstart my diet with uh, with having fiber every day. And um, I started out having a snack of broccoli every day, but I think I changed that later to carrots. Um, I I found that snacks throughout the day was helping me I found the tea in the evening and cottage cheese in the evening which that kind of later turned into more like Greek yogurt in the evening with some berries and stuff um, I bought a food scale for the first time um, and which was able to make the the food tracking way more accurate and I started experimenting with little recipes this was the start of me at first I I didn't really want to be in the kitchen all day and that the thought that I might have to be in the kitchen in order to have a successful diet I kind of rejected that but one of the first things I wanted to try was I came up with this idea for a quinoa uh, broccoli salad recipe I don't remember exactly what inspired that but I was like oh this is this could work actually this could be really neat and so I made some uh, some quinoa, I made up some quinoa, I chopped up some broccoli, put them together with some olive oil, and lemon juice, and uh, apple cider vinegar, and some sweetener, I think I used honey and Dijon mustard, and uh, threw in some pumpkin seeds and raisins, and I'm like, this is like healthy, it's got so many benefits right in this little package, so many bodybuilding kind of benefits and it tastes delicious and that kind of started me down the path of, of being interested in finding new fun effective um, recipes now one of the things that was also quite interesting in the beginning was I really wanted to build muscle while dieting I and I latched onto this belief that and I think I think it might have come from Athlean X or someone like that I listened to him way more in the start of the year and then I kind of drifted away from him a little bit but you know he was saying that in order to build muscle you can do it in a caloric deficit and it will because any energy you need essentially you'll just get that from your fat Uh, so this was my this is what I wanted to do that's a very exciting idea you know to be able to burn fat at the same time as building muscle is a very exciting idea and and it sounds great in theory to be able to get the needed energy to build muscle from fat stores do both at once well I guess more on that later but short story is it it didn't work, it didn't work out that way I lost plenty of weight throughout the year but I did go down Lean mass, which kind of shifted my beliefs as far as how possible that is, and as well as shifting my beliefs in what is the key driver of muscle growth. So, about uh, midway into January, so fairly early in my first cut, there was yet another gym closure, and well, the first one of that year for me, anyway, um, but. It was a little bit frustrating, but but fortunately I still had a bit of momentum on my side, so I decided to make a home workout. Like, I was determined. I was determined that I was going to see this as a hurdle that I could overcome, I guess. So I came up with a workout program that I could do from my home, which, uh, so I wanted to come up with something that was enjoyable and challenging and everything and I came up with sort of a complex style of workout so basically it was it was one body part per day essentially and I do I think like a circuit of five different movements for that one part over and over again it actually worked surprisingly well like I did find it enjoyable and I uh I kept it up for a few weeks but well at least two weeks I think by like the third week I was just getting fatigued by it I just I was sick of it and I was I was ready for um weight training again and I remember I was I was feeling a lot of anxiety because there was it wasn't just that there was gym closures. it was it was things going on at work too and there was um there was anxiety around the, the stuff that I had to do there and anyway, um, eventually the gyms did open and I, I kind of got back to it I, uh, I started working out at work at the gym there and then they started putting in weird restrictions there so I, I went back to the commercial gym that I like going to, it's called 24-7, anyway, um, so, as that first cut came to an end, I, I was thinking about peak week for the first time of the year, and my thoughts on it were basically that I wasn't gonna do, I was just gonna carry on doing what I was doing, and to be honest, That was the right choice. That was the right choice given the point I was at, and my my feelings have changed on it somewhat. But at that point in time, I think that was by it was the right choice. Not because I think that it peak week doesn't work, but I think I just simply wasn't lean enough for it to have made a difference at the time. I was just thinking peak week in general is probably a waste of time. I don't think that's quite the case now, but I think it would have probably been essentially a waste of time for me at that time. So it's maybe it's a good thing that I didn't do it. Just if it had have shaped my, if I had have say gone through the process and then there was no difference in whatever, and then maybe it would have effect changed my my view on it. So so I finished up my first cut and. I think one of the big lessons from my first cut... I, I wound up losing about 12 pounds on my first three-month cut. I, I was pretty happy with it. Um, the, the change wasn't super... Like... Substantial. I mean, I didn't look go from looking like chunky to looking super lean. But it was a, a good amount of weight loss. I think my biggest takeaway from that... Wound up being that I I needed to separate my cardio from my weight training. I found, the one thing I did find after that is that I found my muscles just looked kind of small after, smaller than I wanted them to after just losing 12 pounds. So the what I chalked that up to was the fact that I was doing my cardio right after my training. That uh, may or may not be exactly the case, but I think it was the right choice, definitely, to split those up. Um, the the reasoning I came up with was I was that I, I was finding as I was researching it that potentially you're shortchanging yourself on both ends. You know, if your cardio is right after your training, then maybe your your resources, your recovery resources, which would be limited, some of them might be going to recovering from the cardio and so on so basically you're not recovering from either and if your weight training efforts aren't recovering then you're not going to build that extra muscle which is metabolic and so on so basically I felt I was shortchanging both of them by doing them together like that um, and spoiler alert: when I split them up, I did actually find the it did seem to work better. Um, so, what else did I find? Well, I I, I put a focus in the first sec first part of the thing on on mobility and stability. So, working on my movement, my form, my range of motion, as well as my my stability so my ability to to stabilize my my muscles especially my my knees were uh gave me a lot of pain towards the beginning of the year especially with squatting so i did the kind of uh knees over toes technique and the peterson step ups and strengthening my hips and my calves and everything and Uh, that's actually one area where I found the five times a a week full body did actually help me because that was one of the programs I went through briefly I think towards the end of my first cut I played around with the um, high frequency uh, full body split which today I'm not so much a fan of but at the time, I think it did play a good role because then what I could do is I could do this sort of rehab work on my legs every day and then have one heavy squat day every day, every week. And I think that did actually really help. It, it took about... Uh, well, within within about a month, maybe two, uh, there was like all the knee pain was gone. So, um, so that was quite... Quite helpful to me to find a uh, a method to more or less fix my knees. So, at uh, at around the somewhere in the first cut, I started using a tracking method, but it was early. It was an early one that was it only had the um, my weight and the date, and I actually made a graph that was attached to it. I did it in, um, what is it, Google Sheets, and I found out uh, this, this evolved. So this kind of brings me to one of the first things that I learned was that tracking my weight actually has been a key to my progress. Now, this one, I actually, I think I abandoned for a while, but the idea was there. I just evolved that and so one of the big lessons learned from this year that when I track daily my weight um, and and the day like every day it works it's a good thing and it's a helpful thing I got a scale that a digital scale that actually tracks that for me but I still punch in the numbers and that's been extremely helpful and then I've Upgraded that now to include to track every day my calories in calories out and as well as body fat percentage, usually. So, and then I have a notes section on there too where I can say, Okay, well, this is what happened this day that might have affected the numbers. For example, I ate a lot of salt that day, I don't know, whatever. Um, so that was a huge lesson for the year. Uh, I went through a lot of training programs through the year too. Around this time, I was around my was it my first or second cut I think it was my second cut yeah I started this uh, Tom Venuto's hybrid mass training program and I ran that for most of my second cut and then for for the first cut I was like I said I was doing the home gym stuff for a while I was doing Uh, push-pull legs. I even, after that, somewhere in between my first and second cut, I did a high-frequency split where it was five days a week, full body. I did the hybrid mass, which is uh, two strength days followed by three hypertrophy days through the week. Uh, Towards the end of that, I I think I switched out to push-pull legs again. And then I did dog crap for a while after that. And then, towards the end of my third cut, I actually switched back to a training method I haven't done in a long time, which is um, a body part split. It's a four-day split, basically. All of that taught me, essentially, that majoring in the minors when it comes to training doesn't matter the the variables I changed, frequency, volume, those kinds of things, they made zero difference. So that was a big lesson of this year. Um, and, and I found similarly with, with majoring in the minors with food, like focus on your calories and protein, try to get in enough carbs that you're not depleted and that you can have some reasonable strength and muscle fullness and there you go. Rather than Rather than you know majoring in in the minor little details, whether it's something like intermittent fasting or keto or things like that, I think it's I think it's unnecessary. Uh, two of the other big lessons learned this year. Well, for one thing, experience trumps science. Uh, there were a couple times where I made programs based on what the science says, and actually that was the case with the uh, five-day frequency thing and. Same with eating. When Whenever I did something and it was based purely on what the science had to say, it um, came up short. When I listened to my body, when I did what worked for me in the past, I had better success. So, so I think even though it's more anecdotal, I think that is important. Now, yes, of course, time and place for listening to the actual science says but because actually that was kind of the case when I was thinking about artificial sweeteners I used to be totally against them but the thing is there's no actual science that says they're bad and that's part of the problem is you get one person who says well the science says they cause cancer and then you get someone else saying well actually no the science says this so it's hard to it's hard to base it on that stuff when two people are reading the same data differently which Probably comes back to my point. If it works for you, and that's what I found, I'm like, okay. Well, you know what? Let's see how I respond. And I responded well. There you go. Um, And like I said, that's the same with training. So that was a big, big thing is is focusing on your experience over what the so-called experts say. Um, The other thing that is flying away from my mind right now is that. uh, Oh yeah, is that the key? to a successful diet is to make it enjoyable to love the process remind yourself you're doing this for the love of it and make everything as enjoyable as possible yes it requires self-discipline and that's and, and willpower and if you but if you can have that as well as making the process as enjoyable as possible I think it's a winning formula that was a huge lesson for this year so considering how long it took me to get to where I wanted one of the other big lessons I learned was that patience and consistency are key to a successful cut I know some people like to crash diet and whatever but I found this relatively slow steady progress it just it it worked it was really good it was healthy it was effective and I just gave myself more and more time to get there I mean there was no race so I might as well take my time and enjoy it and get there in my time and that seemed to uh, work really well one of my other takeaways was I think I touched on this but it was about progressive overload being the key driver in muscle growth and and that's with like progress with constant technique so now this this to be honest I haven't had a true chance to give the test because I wasn't (laughs) I came to this conclusion basically because I wasn't able to to make good progress while I was dieting down Um, but what I found was the other variables I was focusing on really made very little to no difference whatsoever so that's probably the true lesson that I that I got was that uh, focusing too much on frequency volume Um, the exact training split really doesn't matter they all can work Um, but I think progressing and like progressive overload in particular progressing with load even though they say progressive overload that can come from from a number of different ways but maybe progressive resistance is is the proper term but it's you've got to add weight you've got to add weight you've got to add reps that kind of thing I, I do think that that's the best way to do it. Um, and of course, the idea of trying to recomp, the idea of trying to build muscle and burn fat at the same time, I, I just don't think it's a realistic goal for most people that have are, are not beginners. I think it's better to pick one as your primary goal and then manage the other. I think that's a much more practical goal your goals should definitely be ambitious but they should also be realistic because you don't want to go down the path of discouragement uh, you you want to have goals you want you want to be pointing at a target you can actually hit that uh, target ought to be a challenging but not impossible I don't know if this is appropriate to do or it makes me a bit of a dick but I'll do it anyway. So what I did, what I found, I I listed out all of these things that I came to learn over the year and came to find the things that worked, things that didn't work, the things that sort of worked, like peak week and like inadvertently fasting, things like that. I took all these things, I wrote them down, and I actually decided that Uh, I was going to put it up available on Amazon. So if that interests anyone, if you want to sort of learn from what, what worked for me, what didn't, learn from my mistakes, learn from my, you know, just as a way to maybe take out some of the trial and error or just give you some ideas to think about. Because as I say, like trial and error is usually the best way to learn. Um, but but maybe there's some ideas in there that because that that can help. Because I didn't come up with these ideas on my own. I found them from various sources and things like this. And yes, yeah, some of it was like oh, I'll try this and then see how that works. The, the things like the chart. Um, the chart was game changing. Having charting out my my weight and my. Um, my calories in calories out every day was a huge game changer how I came up with that idea as I say I started charting at the beginning of the year and and I abandoned it for a while and then I evolved it how I came up with that I don't remember I'm sure someone else somewhere down the line mentioned something like that I think perhaps Steve Shaw suggests a very similar technique if not exactly that it's probably along the same lines I think you know but but the point is that you get these ideas here there and everywhere so I wanted to just catalog it in part so that the next time I'm doing a cut I, I can make my my first leg of the cut a little bit more optimal um, actually the one of the other reasons is because one of my big lessons of the year is that Between 17% to 15% is where it makes a huge difference for me. That's where I go from looking all right to looking great. So that's the zone. If you can find that, like, I didn't really know that zone existed, but it does. That's where I go from good to great. And that's the zone where if I were to, say, compete in a transformation challenge, that's where I'd want to do it. So... It also tells me that as i'm lean gaining probably try not to get above 17 percent if you get above that do a mini cut that's a great lesson so so anyway my, my point what i was trying to say was that that i decided to catalog this log it and i just posted it up in a uh, on amazon so if anyone's interested in having this sort of written detail that's probably a lot more elegant than me doing this, and then what I did was I added in a bunch of them, my favorite recipes that I came up with. Uh, some of them I came up with, some of them are takes on other people's recipes, um, things I've found and played with. Anyway, the, the they're the primary recipes that I used during this cut um, to, to get there. And um, so anyway, as I said, I put it up on Amazon, it's called the... I think it's just called Cutting Template uh, by Sean Buffington, of course. And um, there's a subcategory, of which is, or a subtitle, sorry, which is the the I think it's the fastest, funnest. Why can't I remember the title of my own book? I don't know. The thing is, I kind of I I did proof it and put it together. It's quite nice, but. Um, it's not like it's some, not something that I'm out to really promote a ton even though I'm promoting it now it, it was just something that I did more so for me and I think perhaps other people can benefit from it so if you can it's up there for you um, enjoy it I appreciate the support anyway if if you want to grab a copy and and maybe even provide feedback let me know like where it's good where it's bad where and if it, if it works if this proves to be successful then I'm considering doing a kind of companion thing depending on if I can figure out how to get my my lean gain to work properly. So uh, I think think I've actually covered all of the main things I wanted to uh, about my big lessons from my 2021 dieting. So I will catch you next time.